This is Witch. I'm your host, Crystal Kennedy, and together we'll explore the world of magic, mysteries of the universe, spirituality, and so much more. The word witch for me has always stood for woman in total control of herself. Well, I'm far from having total control over myself, but I strive to learn more every day and share my findings here with you. I invite you fellow seekers to grab a broomstick or your favorite witch's brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Witch. What's up, witches? It's your girl, Crystal, here. Happy Mystical Monday, and welcome to this week's episode of Witch. This episode is going to be just a little bit different from your regularly scheduled programming. (laughs) I'm going with a bit of a different format than I usually do, and it's going to get a little personal. (laughs) The reason for that is, is because I just recently went through a time of, let's just say intensity. (laughs) And I I felt called to share some of the personal and yes, magical experiences I've had over the last few weeks. Um, It has been a time of trials and transformation for me. And I know I am not the only one out there going through this right now. And so I thought I would share my personal experiences um, with my mental health journey and the magic that I use to help support my mental health with some tools that I use that help me get through um, and that really worked for me in the hopes that this episode finds someone out there who needs these tools as much as I did. We are going to get all up into some healing and to into some, you know, some practices and rituals to help you through whatever it is that you're going through right now. Plus, I have some resources uh, added into the show notes for you to check out so you can, you know, curate your own mental health toolkit, a magical mental health toolkit. (laughs) As always, I wanted to take a moment of gratitude for all of you out there who have tuned into my little witchy show. This is my passion, and I am so grateful to all of you listening for going on this journey with me. And if you could help a witch out and head on over to iTunes to rate the show five stars and leave a review, it would be so appreciated. I have so much more magic I want to bring to you, witches, and five-star ratings really help me get there, and they help the show keep growing. And if you're a witchy tea lover like I am and you haven't checked out Magic Hour Teas yet, please do yourself a favor and head on over to the show notes for the links to their website. This company is amazing. They have the most magical and delicious teas on the market, including a monthly subscription box, gorgeous teaware, jewelry, perfume, and so many more magical goodies for you to discover. And also make sure to join their mailing list to get 10% off your first order of $25 or more. All right, babes, we are going to dive into some mental health and magic in this episode. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. All right, babes, this episode is uh, you and me. It is is just us. And uh, I do want to give you guys a little loving disclaimer before we get into this episode because it is about mental health. Um, And it's important to make sure that you are going down the right channels to um, help assess and treat your mental health, no matter what it is that you're going through. And I wanted to mention that none of what I'm about to talk about is meant to be a replacement for therapy or professional medical advice. These are my opinions um, that I have gained from my own personal experiences and tools that I use that have worked for my own mental health journey. But if you are experiencing an emergency um, or are in need of psychological uh, care, please, please go to the nearest emergency center or call 911. Um, I have also included some resources in the show notes for you to check out if you are struggling or are in need of a mental health professional. Okay, so that being said... I am going to give you guys just a little tiny glimpse into my own journey with mental health and how witchcraft actually really helped me heal and helped me kind of get my mental health journey back on track. So just a little bit of backstory. Um, I have been dealing with severe OCD and anxiety and depression from a very young age. I was 12 when um, it was actually diagnosed. It started off pretty small and seemingly overnight took over every aspect of my life. 
Um, (laughs) Every moment of the day became a huge struggle for me from brushing my teeth to putting on my clothes for the day to everything. There was no part of my day that I could escape from it except for when I was sleeping. So I slept everywhere and anywhere I could. <laughs> Did If I didn't have to be awake, I wasn't. So um, this actually was the worst from the ages of 12 to 18. It felt like kind of a constant breakdown and rebuilding process. Uh, I freaked out most of the people in my life, most of my friends, and subsequently stopped hearing from them. <laughs> you know, it's it's not something that was super common or talked about um, when I was growing up and where I was growing up. Um, most of the time, I, you know, didn't really want to be alive. And I contemplated taking myself out of this life often. Um, my only real saving grace during this period was my best friend in the whole wide world, my mother, um, whose existence is pretty much the only reason I didn't try harder to take myself out of this life when I was in my youth. (laughs) Uh, I've tried all sorts of medications and therapies to help me learn how to live a semi-normal life. And as time went on, I found ways to deal and um, some healthy ways, some not so healthy ways, but (laughs) uh, to make a long story short, it wasn't until my late twenties when I found a psychiatrist that I really clicked with and the right medication that I started to come back to my true self. And actually really soon after I found this therapist and this psychiatrist, I started to get into witchcraft. Um, And that completely changed my life. Um, The reason I am the happiest and healthiest I have ever been today is a direct result of getting into the craft. Um, Because mainly uh, my focus when I got into the craft was healing. I wanted to heal myself and for some reason for me, none of the other traditional therapies were really working the way that I needed them to. And so I dove into the craft. I I focused on spells and rituals and practices to heal my mind, my body, and my spirit. And lo and behold, once I started really digging into these things, I started to heal. Um, I, I started to recognize and eradicate a lot of the toxic addictions that I had developed as a means of self-medicating. It taught me how to learn how to love myself and love the people around me properly. It helped me find my authenticity and my true self. And it helped in so many insane ways. Um, And it's given me the ability to take an active role in my healing in my life. And um, everyone's healing's journey is different. I am not preaching this as a, you know, a band-aid or a fix-it for anybody. All I know is the practices I have learned through the craft have actually helped me really heal at a deep soul level from shadow work to gratitude to, um, to spell work to God, there's so many amazing things to earthing. There's so many incredible ways that witchcraft has helped me heal and helped save my life. And it continues to do so every single day. So that little backstory being said, we're going to fast forward (laughs) to the last month. And there has just been a lot of chaos in my life lately. And I'm sure a lot of you out there are going through the same thing. And for whatever reason, it hit me hard. Um, I don't know about you, babes, but for me, it's like being caught in a riptide. It's like every time I thought I was getting some balance back in my life, I would get hit again and taken under yet again. And, you know, a lot of us out there who suffer from depression and anxiety, like I do know that this is the perfect recipe to catch a serious case of the SADS, which is exactly what happened. (laughs) Uh, Crippling depression hit me like a ton of bricks. And it's something, unfortunately, I'm all too familiar with, but it makes everything difficult and it made it literally impossible for me to do pretty much anything for weeks. And it's only really this last week that I've been able to pull my head out of the water and come up for some air and begin the healing and recovering process that I need after uh, coming out of the depression mode, as a friend of mine calls it. Um, and within all this, though, for for some reason, I just kept getting this message that this wasn't for nothing. Like it wasn't just a case of the sads to get a case of the sads. There was something in it that I was supposed to learn or do. And as I was coming out of it and starting my healing process, I realized that there are so many of us out there who suffer with these things. This is not uncommon. And 
I just thought, why not share my experience and let you know what's worked for me? And I'm not saying this is, you know, a fix it. I'm just saying that these are things along with traditional therapy and psychiatry that I used and that helped me and that, you know, you guys out there who are dealing with the same things that I are, I are (laughs) the same things that I am, are not alone. You're not alone. Um, I have dealt with this from a very young age, so I'm relatively used to these periods of depression. Um, And I have a mental health toolkit that's ready to go kind of whenever I need it. And, you know, on brand with everything, my mental health toolkit is super freaking witchy. (laughs) Because of course it is, right? Um, And as I was going through some of these healing rituals, it really inspired me to record a podcast episode about it. So I am going to be taking you through some of the rituals and practices that I use in my own personal magical wellness toolkit um, in the hopes that it will help you guys, or it will at least give you some nugget of something that you can use moving forward if you ever happen to experience these things. So let's get into some of these magical tools that I use. And I'm going to be focusing mainly on anxiety and depression today um, because of obviously my most recent experiences. And these are tools that I have used very recently that have helped me. And it's what I feel like I can speak on the best and that is I can give the best advice on because it's what I deal with most often. So with that in mind, um, I am going to start off with something that I know all of us deal with um, and that is very simple and that's burnout. And then we'll move into anxiety and then depression. So, all right, here we go. Okay. So I want to start with something that I know every single human being experiences, and that is burnout. Um, Burnout is super common. We live in a crazy fast-paced, ever-moving, ever-changing world. The pressures of life are are very formidable and ever-present. And, you know, I know for myself, I went from, you know, being in lockdown and being, you know, in my house all day to back out into the world. And and I, as a day job, I'm in the service industry. I'm a bartender. And it went from being at home to every single day working. And for me, I am a tourist. So when I get to work, I work really, really hard. And burnout is a very real thing for me. And a lot of us who deal with depression and anxiety also know um, burnout can be a one-way ticket to Depression City. It is for me, at least. And the good news about burnout, though, is that it's often, it can be a simple fix. You know, it's something that hopefully, if you're well-versed enough, you can realize, kind of get your hands on, and um, it can be a simple fix if you recognize it. Not to say that the pressures of life will go away, but when you're experiencing burnout, it is amazing what some rest, perspective, and good old-fashioned TLC will do for you, Um, especially when you add a little magic into the mix. Um, So my first recommendation for when you are experiencing burnout is to take a damn day off. (laughs) It's the first tool that I pull out when I feel burnout coming on, is to give myself not only a day off, but to give myself permission to take some time away from whatever it is that is causing the burnout. I know this sounds super simple, but the trick is here is to really give yourself the permission to truly take a break. Taking a day off does you absolutely no good if you feel guilty for taking the day off or you don't truly detach yourself from whatever it is that's causing the burnout or if you're filling it with, you know, to-do lists and chores and errands, you know, and that the important thing is here is to give yourself rest and a break. Um, The amount of time that you take to give your brain a break is completely up to you. That is a very personal thing. It can be a morning. It can be a day. It can be a couple of days. It can be a full-blown sabbatical, depending on your situation. What's really important here is to realize that if you're experiencing this burnout, the only way to sate it is to take a break. You deserve to give yourself some time to rest and recuperate and to get some perspective on the situation because you might just be too close to it. The burnout might be caused by intense emotion around it and it might take some time and some rest and some perspective to come back and get motivated again. And what works for me, this is just what I do, but for me, I usually take one to three days off 
communicate to the people around me that I love that need to know that I am unavailable, like, you know, work, clients, loved ones, etc., so that I don't feel the need to be attached to my phone or to explain myself to anybody. I let people know what's going on and then turn my phone on do not disturb. And then I dive into some serious self-care. And again, these days off can be whatever you want them to be. This is just what I do for me. And for me, depending on what my soul needs at that particular time, this can mean taking a day to sleep in as long as I want and nap whenever I feel like it. Um, You know, it'll mean like ordering in a delicious meal and turning on my favorite TV show or movie and taking a moment to unabashedly veg out in front of the TV. Um, I don't recommend doing that for days on end, but if you're doing it for a day, you know, it actually can be really healing for me personally. Um, getting into a little luxury helps me sometimes, you know, treating my body well, getting a spa treatment, taking myself on a self-love date to my favorite restaurant, or maybe indulging in a little retail therapy. Again, all within reason, but these are little tricks that I use when I'm like, okay, I'm burning the fuck out. I don't know what to do. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a day and I'm just going to do me. I'm going to let everybody know that I'm unavailable and I'm just going to do things that fill my soul up. Right. Um, and self-care is a very personal thing. It doesn't have to be anything that I just described. It can be going on a hike and spending time in nature, having a pool day with friends, um, you know, taking a long walk with your dogs. Anything that sounds like it will help fill you up is completely perfect. And if you want to add a little bit of magic into your self-care routine, I love a good flower bath. This is something that's so easy to create. It's so easy to execute and it is so healing. Um, It's a moment where you tell everybody that you're unavailable. You grab whatever flower petals or dried flowers or herbs or bath oils or whatever it is that is your favorite that makes you feel good. The scents that really give you some peace to add into your bath. Do this with intention. Grab a great mantra like I, you know, um, I am loved. I am safe. I am secure. Um, I give myself permission to rest my body. I give myself permission to to fill my soul back up. Whatever it is that works for you, and let yourself sit in that bath. And I would, I actually really love to put like a rose quartz crystal at the bottom of that and let that really soak up some of the energy um, and let that energy soak into you. Um, that is a beautiful way to do it. You can do a mermaid bath with some fancy bath oils and make it, you know, give it some blue, put some butterfly peat powder in there. There's so many amazing ways to make a self-care day or a day off super magical. And I'm actually going to give you guys a few more, um, tricks that I use for burnout that can be used on these, you know, days off, or they can be used even when you don't have enough time to take a full day off. It can be a nice little, um, you know, qu- not quick fix the wrong word, but like quick er <laughs> uh, ritual to help fill your soul back up. The next exercise I'm going to talk about is something that I do when I'm experiencing burnout and I feel like I just need some perspective on the situation or maybe a moment to really think about what it is that's bothering me. And this um, is a visual, uh, pardon me, a vis- visualization ritual from a book called uh, Witchcraft Therapy by Mandy M, Mandy E.M., that I absolutely love. I turn to this book all the time when I am in need of a magical pick-me-up or, you know, a magical ritual for mental health. Um, and this one is called A Perspective-Giving Visualization. For a calming perspective-giving visualization exercise, follow these steps. Lie down on your bed with your arms down by your sides. Or sit in a cross-legged position with your hands on your knees. Begin by breathing deeply and exercising a grounding technique. In your mind's eye, visualize yourself where you are from an aerial view. Imagine zooming out of your home, up into the sky, getting a larger perspective of the other houses around with other people in them. Think of how each of those people has their own unique life and troubles. Keep zooming out into the sky until you are above the area that you live. Take a moment to think about the people, the animals, plant life, etc. that are living there. Imagine that time is passing and you are getting a time lapse of the seasons changing. 
What does that look like? Zoom out further until you are above the Earth. Visualize the changing nature of the planet. Ice ages coming and receding. Asteroid impacts. All of the many changes that have led to life as we presently know it. Keep zooming out over the solar system, then past our own galaxy. Keep breathing and visualize the serenity and the chaos of the expansiveness of space. Realize the fact that everything is constantly in flux here, even if the time span takes years you cannot fathom. Meditate on the fact that any given human life is such a special and unique thing, and the disorder within all mirrors that of the cosmos. Go backwards down through space, over the earth, and back into your own body. Affirm to yourself that you are an incredible cog in the universal machine, and that as the wheel turns, so do your circumstances. Isn't that a great exercise? I absolutely love that exercise by Mandy M. It is, it's really helpful for me, especially if I'm feeling a lot of chaos or I'm feeling stuck or whatever the case may be, because it helps me kind of get outside of myself. And especially the part about the ever-changing seasons and the cosmos really helped me remember that no matter what I'm going through now, it ebbs and flows, right? Like you're going to go through ups and downs. That's part of life. And that's part of as weird as it is to say what makes life beautiful. We go through ups and downs. We go through the downs so we can appreciate the ups and we go through the ups so we can have a reason to get out of the downs. <laughs> the next exercise I'm going to talk about is, again, it's one from Witchcraft Therapy by Mandy M. Um, and it's a kind of a grounding exercise, but with a little more oomph added to it. And I really love this one because you can take five to 10 minutes to do it and it helps you get out into nature. It helps you reconnect with the earth and, and it's just beautiful. So here we go. A ritual to help reset in times of burnout by Mandy M. To complete this ritual, you will need a quiet place in nature and a water bottle. Go outside somewhere that is quiet and also safe in nature. Always be aware of the wildlife staying at a distance and don't get so gung-ho stomping around off trail that you disturb the plant life. Find a place to place your water bottle in some grass or plants. Find somewhere in this space within reach of your water bottle to sit and ground yourself. Soak in each moment in a mindful way as you practice grounding. View any thoughts that pop up like a bubble and allow them to float off on their own. Stir your finger into some dirt or sand nearby, and then trace a line on each of your inner wrists to symbolize your connection with the land. You are taking a break from all other stuff that has left you feeling burnt out and unfulfilled. Put your hands around the water bottle. See it as a housing of all the energy from the land and visualize your connection with the earth as being the one true, real thing in the craziness of a world that is full of shit to distract you. Drink the water and affirm to yourself that the energy of being an earthly creature is within you, and you can draw on this power in times of depletion. Thank the land and look back on this moment when you are feeling stressed. Ah, oh, isn't that one great? I just love that. It's like a beautiful combination of a ritual and earthing, which is now scientifically proven to have energetic benefits. It is becoming wildly popular and for very good reason. So that is another one that I use if I don't have time to take a full day off or I just need a hard reset even through a day off. So those are some of the tips and techniques that I use when I am experiencing burnout. There are also amazing other rituals in um, the book Witchcraft Therapy that are great for burnout, and I really hope that you check them out. So if you are feeling burnout, do yourself a favor and take a break. I am giving you permission <laughs> to take a break. Um, do some visualization exercises, do some grounding, even throw some gratitude into the mix. All of these things will at least help you come through this burnout. It is so common. It happens to everybody. So do yourself actually do your future self a favor by taking a break, getting some healing in and, uh, and make your future self deal with way less than if you weren't going to do these things. <laughs> All right. Next up on the docket is anxiety. 
Oh, anxiety, my old friend. <laughs> this is one I deal with pretty much every single day from the, you know, normal day-to-day anxieties to full-blown panic attacks. You name it, I've experienced it. But again, anxiety is common. We all have moments of this because we're alive and being alive is hard. <laughs> um, the thing about anxiety that is tricky is it, you know, it can range from those small fits of worry to severe and completely debilitating thought loops of worry and fear that just exhaust you and lead to depression, control issues, and all other sorts of fun issues you'll have to deal with later. So if you are experiencing severe or acute anxiety, the best course of action is to seek out a qualified therapist to help you work through it. Um, It's a really important and imperative step to helping you heal and helping you manage your anxiety. But on my journey, um, I have accumulated some techniques, actually some that I just found in, again, I'm going to, I'm going to pull from witchcraft therapy by Mandy M a lot today. Um, and I found some amazing, uh, rituals in this book that I have just recently used. Um, and they are amazing. Like they are some of my new favorite tools to pull out whenever anxiety strikes. So Um, I'm actually going to start with one that is very simple. It's one I learned in therapy when I was very young, and it still helps me to this day. And that's um, that's a breathing technique. And you've probably heard this before. I'm sure you have. But this is your reminder if you're dealing with anxiety to use this breathing technique. Um, So you'll start by finding a moment, take some deep breaths. It can be two minutes long. It doesn't have to be long. But if you are experiencing anxiety, Give yourself a moment, find yourself a place where you can sit down, where you won't be disturbed, where you can breathe. Um, And you're going to breathe in through the nose for four counts, hold it at the top for four counts, and breathe out for four counts. Um, This is a really good way of helping you control your breathing because a lot of times when anxiety strikes, your breathing gets really rapid, you almost hyperventilate. Um, And that is actually even more dangerous because you're getting too much oxygen all in at once. You need a little bit of the carbon dioxide to get back into your bloodstream. So when you hold the breath at the top, it's actually extremely helpful to help you get some carbon dioxide back into your body. Um, So again, that breathing exercise is breathing in through the nose for four counts. Hold it at the top for four counts. And breathe out for four counts. And you can actually expand on this exercise by elongating um, these counts. You can breathe in for six, hold for six, breathe out for six. Um, You can do it for eight. You can actually like work your way up. You can start with four, go to six and go to eight. Whatever you need to make yourself, um, to give yourself a moment to breathe and to start controlling your breathing and to come back to your breath. That is the most important thing here. Um, so the next, uh, ooh, the next one I'm going to talk about is um, a ritual for casting clarity. This is another one that I found out of Witchcraft Therapy by Mandy M. Um, and it's one that I do all the time anyway, but I really loved her take on it and, you know, kind of how she walks you through how to do this. It is, um, it's a tarot exercise, um, and it is beautiful and it's called scrying your inner neuroses. I love that. I love that title. Um, and it's on page 131 of the book of, uh, witchcraft therapy. So for this, you are going to need your tarot deck and your tarot journal or a pen and a paper. The instructions for this, um, is to each morning pull a tarot card and record any emotions or imagery that the card brings up for you, as well as your intuitive gut reaction to the card and how it may relate to your current life circumstances. Also consider looking into the further description of what the card means traditionally and pay close attention to how your gut reacts to the information. For example, if you pull the tower card and your gut jumps into interpreting it as a warning, this is valuable information about your state of mind. And before you apply this information, try to determine whether your gut reaction is 
a fear or anxiety response, or if it's actually a representation of repressed emotions you might be having. Um, And although this task is quick, it can be a great glimpse into what you're feeling at certain points in your life. And if you keep track of the cards, um, pardon me, of your cards and interpretations each day in your notebook, you may start to notice patterns that will end up um, being a helpful record of what's going on in your life and how you deal with life as it comes. Um, And an added bonus is over time, you will develop a strong working relationship with your deck and will better learn the meanings of the cards for any situation. (laughs) Um, This I loved. I loved this ritual. I loved her perspective on it. It's something that I do every day anyway. I have a daily tarot card pull. um, And especially if I'm dealing with a just an overwhelming sense of anxiety, um, I love using the tarot as a window into my soul and using it as a window into my mind. Because through my years and years of therapy, I have learned when and where in my body, you know, anxiety and fear sit. So I can pull a card and get a reaction and feel, okay, this is coming from fear. This is coming from anxiety or, okay, this is a message that I need to, you know, to pay attention to. And this is also a really great way to get in tune with not only your intuition, but your mind and the way that it works and the way that your anxiety goes and the way and where in your body you get these fear and, um, and stress, um, emotions, like where you feel them in your body. And another great thing to do after this exercise, I I don't believe it's part of the exercise. It might be, I don't know. Um, but I like to sit and meditate on my card pull for that day after I'm done with it, especially if I'm in, um, you know, a fear response, um, because it gives me a little bit of time to kind of suss it out. You know, it's not like you're pulling a card and then running out the door, although I do that too. But especially if I'm dealing with some sort of like really acute anxiety, I love to sit with the card meanings that I've pulled for the day and really try to suss out all of the interpretations that I can and give my mind a little time to kind of work it out and let it marinate, if you will. So um, I would, after you're done with your tarot pull for the day and you have your meanings and you've kind of sussed it out, I would, I love to light incense. So I would light some incense, something that is relaxing to you, like, you know, lavender or sandalwood, whatever it is for you, and then sit and meditate on this for a little while. And I feel like that is a really good way to get even more medicine out of this ritual. Okay, so moving on, um, the next ritual we're going to talk about is a really, really good one if you're stuck in a thought loop and you're experiencing really, really crazy anxiety and you can't quite seem to get a handle on it. This is one that I tried this last, you know, round of depression and anxiety and I loved it. It was absolutely perfect for what I needed and it is called a banishing beads ritual. For this ritual, you will need a blue ribbon about six inches long, two mason jars, or any jars you kind of have lying around, a black ribbon about six inches long, a collection of small beads enough to fill one jar, and um, a jar full of moon water. And if you've never made moon water before, it's extremely simple. I like to use purified water, but you take a Um, a clear glass, something that the moonlight can kind of get into full of purified water, if you're me, (laughs) and you let it sit um, either outside or in your windowsill somewhere that the moonlight is going to hit it. Um, I love to do this during a full moon. That's when you really get the power of the moon um, infused into the water and you just let it sit out overnight. Um, I love to say a little ritual or ritual. I love to say a little incantation or a prayer. Um, when I set out my moon water, um, I give an intention to it. I usually attribute it to whatever sort of moon that we're experiencing. I like to, um, know what sign it's in and, um, also what type of moon, like, is it a sturgeon's moon? Is Is it a strawberry moon? And kind of try to craft my incantation around those specific aspects. So if you've never made moon water, that's a really simple way to do it. So for this ritual, you're going to gather all of your ingredients. You are going to tie a blue ribbon around the mouth of one of the jars and a black ribbon around the mouth of the other. Fill one of the jars uh, that has the blue ribbon with beads. These beads represent your thoughts. When you're having an anxious or um, you know intrusive thought, take a bead from the first jar, hold it, visualizing it being filled with all of the negative energy coming from that thought. And as you handle the bead, affirm its task as being a physical representation of that anxious thought. Take a deep breath in, 
and as you exhale, place the bead into the jar with the black ribbon and tell yourself that you are choosing to put this thought down. It's not gone. It's just shelved for now. Repeat this process until the jars are reversed. The black jar is full and the blue jar is empty. Once the black jar is full with those thought beads, pour the moon water in to cleanse your beads and drain that sucker and begin it again. (laughs) This is so helpful. It gives you a second to slow down. Um, I love the physical represent. I love the sympathetic magic we're using here of, you know, the physical representation of the thought into that bead and releasing it into that bead. Um, you could even get really, really witchy. I know this might be kind of an expense depending on how many thought loops you're in, but I love, um, smoky quartz or uh, black tourmaline for negativity. Um, it's a really good negativity sucker for lack of a better term. Um, so if you have a ton of those on hand, you could use that instead of beads. Um, but this was one that I used a few times that just really, really helped me kind of get out of those thought loops, helped me slow down and helped me kind of just put them down for the moment. Because a lot of times anxiety is things that are practical. Like you're worrying about practical things. It's just, it's becoming an unrealistic view of those practical things and an unrealistic um, intensity behind those thoughts. So this was one that I I just loved. I really hope any of you out there suffering from anxiety, try it. If you do try it, tag me because I, or if you post on Instagram, I know it's also a personal thing, so don't feel pressure to do that. But if you do happen to try it and putting it on Instagram, tag me in it because that will give my soul, you know, a little happy and and know that I helped somebody. So this was an incredible one. And this is again, out of the witchcraft therapy book by Mandy M. If you please go and check this book out. She has so many amazing things in here. Okay. So we're going to move on to depression now. And a lot of us experience depression. Um, it is, not fun. (laughs) Um, Most of us will experience periods of depression in our lives, whether it's situational depression, seasonal depression, or full-blown depression that hits us out of nowhere for no reason with no explanation at all. And it is just the pits. Um, And, you know, again, depression can range from a case of the blahs to full-blown crippling, can't get out of bed, can't feed myself depression. And I have experienced all of them. Um, and if you are experiencing depression, again, my first piece of advice would to see be, words be to seek out a qualified therapist to help you suss out exactly what's triggering this response and um, if further treatment is necessary. It is truly the best tool. Um, But aside from that, here are some of the rituals that I tried this last round of depression because, my God, it was it was a tough one. And it took me a while to pull myself out of it. And not until I actually started doing these rituals did I start to, like, be able to pull myself out. Um, And these are ones that are now just solidly in my magical mental health toolkit and I always will use along with traditional therapy. So the first um, ritual I want to get into is a cord cutting ritual. And I, again, this is, (laughs) I know I sound like I'm like advertising this book, but I'm not. I swear it was just what I used (laughs) during my last period of depression that helped me so much. And it's yet again, witchcraft therapy by Mandy M. Ha ha. (laughs) Um, but this one I loved, again, she has so many good rituals in here, but this was one I loved for this um, period of depression. And it is a cord cutting ritual to breaking up with your past. Because a lot of times with depression, you're living in the past and hoping, or not hoping, but wishing you could change things. And you just can't. Like the past is the past. It has to stay there. Um, and we all have moments of really wanting to go back and change mistakes that we've made um, or whatever the case is. So for this one, I have a lot of like, you know, I carry a lot of guilt. I'm Italian. Guilt comes with the territory. So this was one for me where um, I had some stuff I really needed to let go of. And this really helped. So for this ritual, you will need a match or a lighter, a black candle. You can get like black chime candles on Amazon or, you know, in most of your metaphysical shops, a 12 inch piece of twine or string, a piece of paper, a pen, a fireproof bowl or cauldron, scissors, and a large handful of dirt. Do some cleansing and grounding to create a magical space. Um, I love to use sage or palo santo. You can even, you know, um, you can even use a scent or a cleansing tool that 
aligns with the intention you're trying to bring in or like, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, blue sage is really a good one for like releasing negative energy. Um, and you're going to light your candle once you're done cleansing your space. Tie your wrists together loosely with the twine or string and with enough slack that you're still be able, like you're still able to write and you're not, you know, bound completely. <laughs> On the paper, you're going to write down the things from your past that you want to disconnect from, like past deeds, events that have happened, painful emotions, anything you want to cut off and not bring in with you into the next chapter of your life. Fold the paper into a small square and light it on fire with the candle. Carefully drop the paper into the fireproof bowl. Watch the fire as you breathe deeply. With every exhale, imagine that you are blowing out all of these feelings, these events, these past experiences, letting go of all of the negativity from your past. Use the scissors to cut the twine or string between your wrists, and as you do this, affirm to yourself, I cut ties with the things that have been, and open up space for the things that will come. Use the candle to light the twine or string on fire carefully once it's off your wrists <laughs> and drop them into the fire-safe bowl. When the flame dies, take the dirt and mix it into the bowl and dump the mixture into a flower pot or in your garden and set the intention that the bad shit from the past will help birth some good shit for the future. I loved this ritual. I love the idea of transmuting these things. And it's almost a little shadow worky without getting too crazy. Um, you are transmuting in perfect harmony in this one. You are releasing all of the bad things. You're using that dirt as a conduit to transmute that negative energy. You know, you're releasing it into the earth where it can be cleansed and transmuted and then used for something positive in your life. You know, this is this is another one of sympathetic magic that I just loved. Um, I think I did this ritual about two weeks ago and I felt such a huge difference after I did it because it just felt like the weight got lifted. You know, it, it, I got to write everything down. I got to, you know, burn the things that I no longer want to carry with me and then transmute that energy and, you know, put some positivity into it. Not in a like cheesy love and light way, but in a like, this is the hardship I'm dealing with. I'm ready to let it go and I'm ready to release it into the earth, transmute the energy and bring better things into my life because otherwise you're just carrying shit around forever and they have nowhere to be released. So this was a really, really, really helpful one for me. The next um, ritual I did was again out of witchcraft therapy, but it was one that I actually started to do every single day because it was just that helpful. And it was, this one was more, not a slow burn, but it was one that I felt like I needed to build on every day a little bit. Um, because it was just a really good way to start out my morning. Um, and you know, if you start off your morning well, the rest of the day is going to go better than you expect. I always find that, you know, if I actually start my day with intention, um, it, it makes the day a little easier to, to do. And the intentions tend to really help me kind of grasp the day a little better. Um, so for this one, it's a ritual to help you cope with darker days. This one was main, uh, pardon me, meant for seasonal depression, but I found this super helpful just for my, you know, unneeded depression, unneeded, ever awful depression is unneeded, but like, this is what I use just for my good old fashioned depression, depression. So for this ritual, you will need a calming yet uplifting tea. They recommend something with orange or lemon balm. Um, I actually use child's pose from magic hour. It is herby and delicious and it's got rose petal and lavender and all kinds of good stuff in there. So that's the one that I used, but you can use any tea that is delicious that you love. Um, you're going to use, you're going to grab um, your TV or a computer um, and find videos of nature scenes or exotic places that you want to go to. You could even, you know, um, I, I flipped on the travel channel to places that like I wanted to go. I looked them up on YouTube and was like, okay, travel channel, places I want to go and put that on. Um, you're going to get a candle uh, and a match or a lighter. And this one says, and again, remember that this was crafted for seasonal depression, but I, you know, I shifted it to be exactly what I needed. So I just did this every morning, but it says in the cold, dark mornings, start your day off with a warm cup of herbal tea. If you have a sun lamp meant to help with seasonal depression, feel free to sit with it while performing this ritual. I just love a salt lamp in general. So I always kind of have those stashed around anyway. 
you will sip your tea as you complete the remaining steps of this ritual. Turn on your TV or computer and set it to a nature documentary or TV show that focuses on landscapes, especially sunny ones where the sun is rising. And as I've said over and over again, this one is for seasonal depression. So that's, I believe, why they have, you know, a lot of things with the sun in there. Because if with seasonal depression, the reason you're depressed is because you're not getting enough vitamin D or sunlight. Um, if you, I live in sunny California, so that's never really the issue. For me, it's just depression for depression. So I actually picked um, a travel show on Bali because I have always wanted to go to Bali. And I made sure that it had a lot of like scenes of nature. I also used um, the National Geographic um, channel on Disney Plus, where I could just see, you know, scenery or animals in scenery or whatever it was that I was feeling that day. That's what I picked. You can also use YouTube on your computer or most smart TVs have a YouTube, you know, hookup. So you can do that. Whatever it is that works for you is perfect. Once you find your show, put it on mute. Or I put it on mute and then played some music in the background. I like relaxing music. I actually put on some singing bowls and I, um, oh, there was one day too that I used, um, a YouTube, um, relaxing music thing that had it attuned to the hurts of the heart chakra. Cause I felt a lot of pressure in my heart chakra. So you can use any of these amazing musical things. I highly recommend that. Begin to breathe deeply and watch the visuals on the TV or computer screen without interruption if possible. You are trying to get into a zone of complete relaxation. And with the sun you are seeing on the screen or the visuals you are seeing on the screen, lighting up the bits of you inside that are starved for light. As you continue to breathe deeply, chant in your mind or out loud, sunny light in darkened rooms, fill the corners, chase the gloom. And this incantation, you know, again, crafted for seasonal depression can also work for regular depression in general, because when you're depressed, you just feel darker. So the representation of the sun in this ritual is really important for kind of breaking up the dark gloominess that's inside of you. Imagine the sunlight on the screen going through your eyes, traveling down the nerves into your brain and continuing through your body. Imagine that you are storing this light to help you get through the darker days. Light your tea light or your candle, imagining that it represents the sun, and you are sparking it with some of the light that is now stored inside of you. Meditate on the flame for a bit, feeling the light inside of you that's been stored for winter. As you put out the flame of the tea light or candle, remind yourself of the revolving nature of light and darkness. This one was so important for me, and you know, it has a lot to do with the sun, and the sun is obviously a really good sympathetic magic representation of filling yourself back up with light, filling up yourself with positivity, breaking up those negative thought patterns, and it's just such a beautiful way to start your day. Um, because previously to this, I'd just been kind of rolling out of bed, grabbing coffee, putting on whatever news was happening. And as a lot of you know with depression, when you watch the news when you're depressed, it is not helpful. <laughs> so this was a really nice shakeup for me. I did this. God, almost every single day until I started to feel better. And I've actually started to, like, I've not started, I've actually continued to do it, um, shifting into, you know, whatever intentions I want for the day, still with these nature scenes, because it is so beautiful and so helpful and just a really beautiful way to start out your day. All right, moving on to this next ritual that I found out of another book that I really, really love. Um, and it's called Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Bastille. Um, it is, this book is incredible too. You know, this is another one that I actually got during the pandemic when we all didn't know what was happening. So I was like, you know what, this book sounds like it might be something I need to turn to from time to time. So this is a book, um, a, pardon me, a ritual I found out of uh, Light Magic for Dark Times. And it's called A Serenity Ritual for Powerlessness. Because a lot of times when we are going through depression, we feel completely powerless and it is, it's, it's very difficult. So this was one that I, I used once and I, I loved, and I thought I would throw it in here because it just, I, I love what it represents. And I just, I loved this one. So what you will need is a small item that represents you, either a piece of jewelry, a photograph of yourself, etc. Five stones or crystals, 
um, of your choice. Smoky quartz works well for clarity of the mind and cleansing. Um, rose quartz is great for bringing in self-love and love. Um, you can use black tourmaline to banish negativity. You can use obsidian. You can use pretty much whatever you want. Whatever aligns for you at the time is beautiful. Um, but these crystals should be cleansed either with smoke or salt or something before you use them. To perform this ritual, sit in a clean, neat space, perhaps at your altar or desk or near a window. Place the item that represents you in front of you. Focus on what is troubling you and causing you to lose a sense of control or balance. Focus on what you can change and focus on what you cannot change. Slowly place each stone around the photograph or item. This acts to ground you to the earth, reminding you that time will reveal all, whether in your favor or not. When you're ready, say, I am serene in knowing what I can create and what I cannot, and where the shadow falls between. Leave the stones out for as long as you need to, contemplating your serenity and the wisdom that comes with acceptance. Because a lot of times we're fighting so hard against something we can't change. So a lot of times you need to you know, take a, a page out of the hanged man or the death card from in the tarot and surrender. And once you've released it and let it go, then you can start to work with what you can change. So these were some rituals I used while I was going through depression this last round, and they were so insanely helpful. Um, and there are so many, again, there are amazing rituals that I am not mentioning in these two books, Witchcraft Therapy and Light Magic for Dark Times. I have not been paid by these people to <laughs> endorse them. I just pull these out a lot when I need them. So these were ones that I use for my own mental health toolkit. All right. So our last little section here, I am going to go through what I like to call picking up the pieces after the storm. Because <laughs> um, if you're anything like me, whenever I go through a period of intense emotion, depression, anxiety, or what have you, um, I need a little time afterwards as a recovery process because it's not like it, you know, you snap out of it and everything's better. Um, once I start to feel like the clouds kind of lifting or the the gloom lifting, I, that is the time, that is a signal for me to get into some really deep healing and some recovery. So for me, this is when I need self-care and self-love and empowerment rituals the most. Um, knowing how to support yourself after a period of intense emotion is extremely important in my opinion, because for me, if I neglect the recovery process, a lot of times I end up right back in the depression mode. <laughs> and I know I sound like a broken record here, but having a qualified therapist in your corner for this process is an extremely helpful and important tool. So I would highly recommend that. But that being said, here are some of the rituals that I used this last round to kind of pick myself back up, put the pieces together, start empowering myself again and rebuilding my confidence and my emotional strength. So here we go. So when I start to pick up the pieces of my emotional upheaval, <laughs> um, the first thing that I do, I actually make this recipe all of the time. It smells so good and you can kind of craft it in any way that you particularly like. I'm going to give you a couple variations here. Um, and it's from a book called Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery by Chris Bradley. Um, I've had this book for maybe a decade. I love this book so much. It was one of the first books I bought when I got into the craft and it was kind of one of my first introductions. So I turned to this book a lot. Um, but this is one of her herbal, sorry, pardon me. This is one of her herbal blends. Um, and this one is called the happy family blend. And it's a perfect thing to, you can make this and you can burn it as incense. You can leave it out as potpourri. I even like to, um, make a pot of like a liquid potpourri on the stove. Um, and I'm going to kind of give you the variations of this, but it really does help lift the mood. And this is one, a lot of times when I'm picking up the pieces, the first thing I do is I cleanse my space. Um, I get everything reorganized. I kind of like to do that to judge the energy back up and feel more in control of things. And I love to actually do this as a liquid potpourri recipe on the stove while I'm doing all this because it just smells so good. And it really, the scent of this really helps lift the mood. So for this, you will need one part allspice, one part clove, one part nutmeg, one part dried orange or clementine peel, a half a part cinnamon, 
and the contents of a chamomile tea bag. Um, and I actually love to put apple in this as well, especially if I'm using this recipe on the stove. Um, and what I would do if I use this on the stove instead of just mixing all the ingredients together. Um, and if you do this, you know, if you want to keep it as a, as a dry potpourri or something you burn, um, have all these ingredients dried. And um, I like to crush them up a little bit with a mortar and pestle with some intention and then leave them out. But if you're going to do this on the stove, what you'll do is you'll get um, a pot of water on the stove. doesn't really matter how much water is in it. Um, and add all these ingredients in, bring this up to a rolling boil, and then uh, turn it down to simmer for as long as you need. And then you can turn it off and the smell will just kind of fill the house. It's so, so good. Um, and I love to do this on the stove with some some kitchen witchery, some intention. Um, and I will either stir clockwise to bring energy in or counterclockwise to release energy, depending on what my intention is that day. Um, so that is one that I use. You can also light incense, but this particular blend I have found to be extremely potent magically and extremely delicious scent wise. <laughs> so that's one I use a lot. Um, so this next ritual that I'm going to get into was one that I used this last round of depression because I, I felt like I was in a transitional period and was kind of mourning my past self a little bit and maybe holding on to some ideas and some outdated things that I needed to let go of. And this spell I found in the witchcraft therapy book, and it was a spell to be reborn. And it was just exactly what the doctor ordered for me. And it's so beautiful and so magical. Um, and I just loved it. So here we go. It's called a spell to help you usher you usher yourself into the next phase of your life. Pardon me. <laughs> for this spell, you will need one cup of granulated sugar, a half a cup of coconut oil, two tablespoons dried rosemary leaves, two tablespoons dried lavender buds, a piece of paper, a pen, a white candle, a fireproof bowl or cauldron, and a drain strainer. You need a little more for this ritual than you have for previous ones, but I promise you this is worth it. And this is stuff most of us have just kind of hanging around the house. So, To begin this spell, mix together the granulated sugar, the coconut oil, the dried rosemary leaves, and lavender buds in a food processor until very, very fine. Set up a magical space and begin the spell by grounding and cleansing. On a piece of paper, write down the things that haunt you from your former life. Light the candle and affirm to yourself that it is time to move forward. Take the piece of paper that you have written down what haunts you from your former life, fold it in half, and light it with the candle flame. Then carefully place it into the fireproof bowl or cauldron. Once you have finished doing that, place the drain strainer in your shower to protect it from larger herbs and turn your shower on and get naked. <laughs> Once in the shower, you're going to use the sugar scrub that you made in the food processor on your body. As you scrub, imagine that you are cleansing yourself of all the guilt and shame that has been clinging to you for all of these years. Visualize the shower as being a birth scene. And once you emerge, you will be cleansed of those nasty, lame-ass energies. Rinse off the scrub under the shower head and visualize a white cleansing light enveloping you as you shed your old life. After you have come out of the shower, perform a smoke cleansing ritual for yourself using dried herbs such as sage, juniper, or rosemary. Once out of the shower and out of your smoke bath, affirm to yourself that you are reborn from this moment with baggage from before fire cleansed and laid to rest. This one was powerful for me, you guys. This was a huge one because I, I feel, I mean, most of us, I'm sure, are feeling this way too, but I feel like I'm constantly you know, breaking down to rebuild and, and transforming. So this one for me, especially after this last round of depression was, was really, really helpful. And I just felt so empowered and fresh after I did this ritual. So I really hope you guys try this one. It's really beautiful. This next ritual I'm going to talk about is, um, is using some glamour magic, which I really love, especially when I'm trying to um, find some empowerment or maybe um, save some uh, self-esteem issues. And God knows after I get out of a period of depression, I need all of the self-esteem help I can get. So this was another one that I tried that I really loved. And um, it goes as follows. Um, and this one is from Light Magic for Dark Times. 
um, and it is a glamour ritual for embracing your unique beauty. For this ritual, you will need an altar space, things you love like rose petals, seashells, perfume, your favorite decorations, figurines, crystals, candles, jewelry, what have you, etc. All of the things. Anything that makes you feel glamorous and empowered, that is perfect. A mantra of your choosing and a photograph of yourself. To begin this ritual, you're going to decorate your altar with things that you love. This is where you would use the rose petals, the crystals, you can use glitter, whatever it is that you like. As you decorate your altar, repeat your mantra, letting it flow off your tongue as a song. In the middle, place your photograph. This is a devotion to you. Gaze at your photograph and feel your words as they are casting a spell, creating a truth, and serving as a reminder. The mantras you can choose are anything from, I love my mysterious personality, I am an intoxicating presence, I am bathed in sensuality, I am charming and witchy and witty and all of the things. Um, There are a, a bajillion different mantras you can use as long as it's something that really resonates with you and that gives you empowerment. So this last ritual that I'm going to um, share with you guys is one that I used just just a couple days ago, (laughs) and it was so wonderful and really helped to kind of get my empowerment on. You know, sometimes after some depression, you need that empowerment. So not sometimes, all the time. Um, So for this one is this one's actually a mirror spell. So for this, you're going to need music that really gets you going, that you have a strong connection with, and that makes you feel empowered. Um, A mirror. Uh, an optional, you can use a resurrection plant. Uh, it's also called a Rose of Jericho. You can purchase these all over the place. You can, I got mine on Amazon, so you can, you can definitely do that. Um, a pen and a paper and a prize, like, you know, a new lipstick or a snack or, um, you know, a bouquet of roses, a glass of wine, whatever it is that, you know, you want to gift to yourself is perfect. So for this ritual, you are going to play your music loud enough to drown out other sounds. Set the mirror before you so you can gaze at yourself. If you have the resurrection plant, now would be a good time to add water to it and set it before you as you focus. Ground yourself in the moment by simply being there, listening to the music and feeling the emotions connected to it, remembering why it means so much to you. Acknowledge the time that you are taking for yourself. Breathe in and out and accept the fact that you have been feeling less than lustrous lately, but that will all change right now, and then you have to believe it. Gaze into the mirror and find yourself a friend, someone you love, someone you have been with your whole life. Allow the feelings of blame, shame, or negativity to come right in and pass right through you. Say the following, or you can amend these as you need, but you know, say something along the lines of, I see a powerful witch who won't take shit. I see a powerful witch who will not fail. I see a powerful witch who evolves and transforms. I see a powerful witch who will prevail. Repeat these three times while looking in the mirror. Afterwards, envision a clear way for your life to change and become more magical. Are you writing more often? Do you take more time to visit nature? Are you taking more time for ritual? Say these things or ideas or practices out loud. Scream them over the music if you want to. Next, make a list of those ideas. Fold the paper and place it in your bag so that you can carry it around with you or keep it on your desk. Next, get up and treat yourself, which (laughs) focus on the pleasure, on the beauty, and on the richness of the experience. Be you wholly and fully. Experience the delight of existing in your own magic, whatever that means to you. This one was so much fun. Um, I, I plan on doing this whenever I feel a little less than lovely because it was really simple. It was really easy and you don't need much for it. And it was uh, so quick. You know, it was something I did. You can take a long time with it if you want. But for me, it was like a 10 minute thing. And it was amazing. And if you've never had a Rose of Jericho in your life, it is so cool to watch this thing bloom. And a resurrection plant is, um, or a rose of Jericho, is a plant that can dry completely and die. And as soon as you add water to it, it completely resurrects. It is literal magic. 
in your house. It is the coolest thing to watch. So if you have the chance to do this, I really highly recommend it, especially if you need a little magical pick me up. Um, so this is one that I found really, really helpful. Again, I did it like two days ago and I felt amazing afterwards. So I really hope you try this one. All right, babes, that's all of the rituals that I have for you guys. Um, again, these were so extremely helpful for me in this last round of depression and anxiety. Um, it's so common. We all deal with it. And like, I, I really hope this episode wasn't a downer because we talked about some serious shit, but um, you know, sometimes you got to talk about the serious shit. And my intent is never to be a downer. It's always to just kind of bring enlightenment if I can. And I just felt that, you know, sharing my experiences and sharing what tools and what rituals I used and what really worked for me was was helpful. And I hope to somebody out there who may be struggling like I am. And, you know, mental health is a very serious thing. It's something that we all need to be aware of. Um, we should be checking our mental health like we check our physical health. I think it's extremely important um, because our mental health affects our physical health and vice versa. So if you, you know, if you're struggling, um, please check out the resources that I have in the show notes for um, some easy ways uh, to get into therapy. And um, please check out these books if you if you feel so inclined. They are excellent. Um, again, I used Light Magic for Dark Times by Lisa Marie Bastille. I used Witchcraft Therapy by Mandy M. And I also used um, Mrs. B's Guide to Household Witchery by Chris Bradley. So I hope this episode was helpful in some way. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, witches, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope this gave you some sort of tool or anything that you need to help you on your mental health journey. Um, and these are things that I used and I hope they work for you too. As always, you can find links to connect with me in the show notes, including my website and social media. So please feel free to check me out and see all the witchy stuff that I'm up to. Um, please check out the books that I've mentioned. I have included them in the show notes as well for your easy disposal. <laughs> and uh, finally, I would love to give a very special witchy shout out to Brie Banyuelos and Jason Andrews for the kick-ass intro and outro music for this podcast. You both are insanely talented. And I am so grateful to be able to use a little piece of your brains. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, ciao, witches.